Welcome back to Simple Joyful Home, a Come Follow Me podcast with Emily and Alicia. Week after week, they'll draw inspiration from the reading, leaving you with simple and useful tools to strengthen your confidence, your spirit, and your family. Together, you'll transform the study of religion into a real relationship with Christ. Powerful tools and superstar listeners like you means everyone can have a simple, joyful home. Take it away, ladies. Well, hello. Hello. Today, we have some awesome guests helping us out here at Simple Joyful Home. We have welcomed Morgan and Angie Dennis. We're just so excited they're here. Um, They're super awesome family. They have six kids, 11 and under. Morgan is a software developer and Angie is holding the amazing title of mom that has all the all the hats. So, And Angie has some amazing talents. We've heard her sing That's and right. she is very, very good at that. And she is probably, well, I mean, I know Angie more than I know Morgan, but I know Morgan to also have this talent as well. But um, Angie is also a very, very talented writer. Oh, like, yeah. like someday you're going to see a book on the shelf, people. I swear it. I swear it. And we should maybe talk about it afterwards. Like, when is it coming? What is it going to be about? Because she has some mad, mad writing skills. And she can really captivate you with her writing. So I love her talent. We had and a jackpot today. We did. We did. Okay, so oh for this gosh. week's Come Follow Me, it is section 37 through 40. And where we would like to take a minute and um, study today is in section 38. And it's verses 1 and 2. And this section is all about Joseph Smith, the prophet, and they are in Fayette, New York, and the occasion is the conference of the church, So, which we just had conference what, a week or two ago, so this seems really fitting for the setting. You'll understand the setting a little bit, only not on such a massive scale. Yes. So these are the verses, verses one and two, and it says, Thus saith the Lord your God, even Jesus Christ the great I am, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the same which looked upon the wide expanse of eternity and all the seraphic hosts of heaven before the world was made, the same which knoweth all things, for all things are present before mine eyes. And the one thing that stood out to us was this word present before mine eyes and learning about maybe what that looks like in our homes and our family, like how to be more present. He says we are present before his eyes and that example of what, and maybe what that means and maybe how to do it. And as we asked Morgan and Angie to think about these scriptures, we loved their insight Um, because where we began just thinking of how can we be more present in our home turned into something so much more significant and really filling our soul with faith. Anyway, we just want to invite them to talk a little bit about when they read these scriptures, where their minds went and how it has helped them in their home. So in verse one, he talks about, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Um, And he looked upon us. We were part of the serific hosts of heaven. And so he knows us and our children better than anyone. And so he is the one that we can always turn to for answers in parenting. And I found this to be a super powerful source of answers in my life as a mom. 
So I I was having a really big struggle with one of my kids and, uh, you know, we sought answers in many different places and it was probably a period of over four years that I was trying to figure out what to do for actually two of my children. Um, and I finally received, I was, I was at a very, very low point at the end of those four years. And I remember just, you know, falling to my knees in tears because I felt so desperate to know what to do. And one line came to my mind and it was this, love your children. And I thought, well, what, what about everything else? You know, um, my, my kids, they're struggling with what looks like mental illness and some really hard things. Um, what does that even mean? And he said, I will heal them. You just love them. And so uh, it's been a couple of years since I've received that inspiration and it opened a floodgate of of further inspiration on how I can help them um, and I believe now that you know love your children it it means so many things to me but a couple of different things is to focus on progress in my children instead of perfection and to look at where they will be one day instead of where they are right now and just love them in the process. And the other thing is um, to take interest in the things that they are interested in. So, you know, I may not love video games. I may not love Minecraft or, you know, Star Wars or any of those things. But if I take interest in those things and if I show my children that, you know, I'm willing to um, take a look in into those things using being kind of on their level that they will come to love me more. I'll gain that bond with them. And Morgan's going to talk to you about one-on-one time because that's something that he's really good at that, that I've been recently chasing to do better at. (laughs) So go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I love this first verse and this title that the savior gives himself the great I am. It's not the great I was, it's not that he lived, but that he lives, not that he spoke, but that he speaks, that he is present in our lives. And, and that's the example that you know, we need to follow as parents in our children's lives, that we need to be there. And we've realized that you know, the best thing we can do for them is to be with them, right? to do what they want to do with them and, and to be present in their lives. And, and like Angie said, that might mean I need to understand what the wither is in Minecraft or all the various characters in, in Star Wars that our boys love. Um, but, you know, he, he is present in our lives and knows us, and we can do the same for them. We had a, an interesting experience. We were contemplating putting our children into a French immersion program. And I wanted to do this for selfish reasons because I served a, a mission in France and thought that would be a lot of fun for the children and it seemed like a good good idea, good opportunity for them. It would mean you know driving them to school uh, a little ways away and and our oldest child who was going into kindergarten um, really fought this. She did not want to do it. I had tried to speak French to her and when she got a little bit older, she would say no, Daddy, English. <laughs> and and so you know. It, it felt like something we, you know, we should do, wanted to do, but 
you know, we kind of struggled. Should we force this upon our, upon our daughter? And, you know, the other children would naturally follow if, if we went to this school. And we went back and forth and, and finally decided, look, we're, we're not going to fight this battle. Um, she, she really doesn't want to speak French. We're just going to stick with the, the local elementary school. And we had a friend, uh, a dear friend from a, a former ward up in Idaho, and, and she's a, a widow, nearly blind, but just a wonderful lady full of faith. And we would call her, you know, every once in a while and catch up and see how she's doing. And she was pretty familiar with our family. And um, I just mentioned to her, you know, this is what's going on. We were going to do the French program, but, you know, our, our daughter doesn't really want to do it. So we decided not to and kind of told her that and, and moved on. And uh, shortly thereafter, she, she called me. This is maybe the next day or a couple of days later. And she says, Morgan, the Holy Spirit's been working on me all night. And I just really think you need to reconsider this. You're the chief and she's the Indian. Like <laughs> you, you need, you need to make sure this is the right, right decision. She can't, she can't determine this. You're the parents. And just like the, the Lord's been, been working on me. And I just, I had to call you and, and talk to you about this. And, and we're like, wow, that's, that's something we need to think about then I guess a little more. And, you know, we fasted and ultimately decided we were going to do it, that we needed to do this, you know, French program for our kids. And I think it's been a great experience, not without its struggles, but you know, it was, it was a testimony to me that the Lord was going to help us understand through, you know, whatever means um, he determined to use, but to understand what, you know, our children needed. He knows them better than us. And, and this was the path he wanted us to take. I love that you point out that he knows them better than you know them, but he knows us better than we know ourselves, right? Um, like your oldest child, sometimes we don't want the things the Lord knows we need. And and so as parents, we're like, okay, well, I guess you don't need it then. And to turn to the Lord with that humility and that partnership and that asking and really striving and seeking to find out what he knows that not only she needs, but you need as parents because that was a big move for you guys. I mean, it wasn't just the school. It was the neighborhood. It was the house. It was all the things. And so that takes courage and a commitment to your relationship with Christ, I think. Yeah, and I, I liked how you pointed out this this statement that he says that I am mm-hmm. and that it means that he is actively present. And because of that, we can rely on him a lot to help us with these children that he is actively present in, in their lives as well. And it's a neat, it's a neat thought that I, I like thinking about. It makes me want to rely on him a little more. It's true. <laughs> it really does change the perspective and the feeling of, of that relationship. You know, I like also Angie, when you were saying, um, like knowing, like he knows our children and, and that's a way that we can become more present. One of the things that drew me, to the Dennis's was um, back when President Nielsen gave his gratitude challenge to everyone and everyone's posting on social media, all the things they're grateful for. And I was so taken back and so inspired by the way that you guys did that challenge. And you took one day, like each day, and you specifically wrote these, these just beautiful portraits of your children and the, how grateful you were for each one of them individually. I remember the first one was your first child, the second one. I mean, you just went through each child and each child was dedicated to a day of gratitude. 
based on President Nielsen's request. And I thought, could I write down, am I in tune enough with my relationship with my child, with what the Lord knows about my child? Could I sit down, and even if I wasn't a writer, record it and say, these are the things I'm grateful for. These are their gifts. These are their talents. It was so inspiring. Would you mind talking a little bit about what prompted you to do that? How how could you, what have you done in the past to build up your relationship so you could even do it? Because I, that is a, that is a gift and something, a skill you have to work at, I think, in parenting. Well, that was actually just Morgan. <laughs> so <laughs> good job, Morgan. He, he did all of those. Um, I, you know, I did something separate on my blog that had to do with family relationships too, but similar. Yeah. Morgan can talk about his. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very therapeutic actually. It came at a time when we were, you know, struggling with some behavioral things and, you know, I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, and so it's sometimes hard for me to see. You guys can't see this, but Andrew's like a little bit. <laughs> it's hard for me to look past, you know, what what needs to be done in term, instead of looking at what's been done or what, you know, they need to develop instead of what they've already developed. And so, you know, I kind of approach this as, okay, let's just step back and let me focus on all of the good and the, you know, the people they are and the talents they're developing and why I love them. And it was, you know, a great um, way for me to sit back and say, okay, yes, there are lots of challenges that we have with our children and with behavior and with um, school and other things, but they also have such great talents. And, and I want to try to look a little closer at how the Lord sees them um, and focus on, you know, why I love them and what they've, you know, what they've taught me. And so, you know, it was a, you know, I was very grateful for President Nelson and for that invitation and indeed is a, you know, a way to heal a lot of things in our lives to step back and say, just let me focus on why I'm grateful and why I love them. Um, and, you know, I think we've, you know, we've tried to focus on, you know, spending time with them. We're, we're you know, better at that some days than others um, as things get really busy, but we've, you know, we've been reminded again and again as we focus on being with them and you know spending time with them a lot of the other problems just kind of go away and uh you know that's how we you know can kind of try to love them for who they are instead of maybe who we want them to be i love that well i like this example of of actually being present by reflecting on the past can help help you when you're like okay i need to be present and sometimes we always think like actively future almost like what yeah. am i going to change now to be more present when we if we feel like we need to and we want that goal of being more present, we can start by looking at the past and looking at where they've grown and how they've come. And it helps us to almost love them, recognize their growth, makes it a little bit easier to recognize the love also. Because, okay, we love our children, but, you know, a little deeper. So we need. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I'm a perfectionist too. <laughs> oh, I love it. So Morgan and I, you know, we get each other. We get each other. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, and I love that you pointed out, like you were really trying to focus on the progress, not the perfection. And I think one of the, the greatest things about what you guys are talking about is you might be perfectionist, but the key to any 
anything that's taking us away from relationships, maybe it's that focus on perfectionism, is recognizing that it's doing that and finding things to counteract that. And Morgan, you've done it in gratitude and you've done it, Angie, through finding their progress. We're both recovering perfectionists. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say that. That We've realized that it's not healthy to be a perfectionist. So we're trying to let go of a lot of things and just learn to love, love what is. That's what we're trying to do. The overflowing cereal bowl on the table is okay. It's okay. (laughs) Now that picture, they're both of their eyes just closed and they're shaking their heads like, no, no, not the overflowing cereal bowl. No, Morgan can handle that because he likes cereal. I don't like cereals. Like the whole image is just... For context, it's, you know, 930 when they're supposed to be in bed and then they come and destroy the kitchen that we just cleaned up. But Uh, some things, you know, we're... It's progress, not perfection. So. Right. I love I, it. I relate on a lot of levels there. <laughs> it's true. It we have talked many a times about crunching Cheerios under our feet oh. at Emily's house. <laughs> so much. So when um, one of my ch- ch- our children was born, I had an impression that I needed to help him have confidence. And so I kind of thought about that. I think I wrote that down and it's kind of been in the back of my mind. But many years later, I see that all of the time. If, of all my children, this is the one that really needs confidence. He's actually the other perfectionist in our family <laughs> and, you know, really struggles when he feels like he doesn't achieve. And uh, time and again, I've just seen the wisdom of that statement. But, you know, I couldn't see that in a baby, but the Lord knew him. The Lord knew him from before. He knew what what he needed. And it was a testimony to me that, you know, what we have to do is, as parents, the most important thing is to go to the Lord and seek for his help. And uh, Angie's really good at that, at going and asking specific questions and trying to understand, okay, what do we do? There's only so much we can learn from, you know, other sources. Ultimately, it's the Lord that can help us the most to know how to help our children. There was one time when we were struggling with the behavior of a, of a child and, and it had gotten um, kind of crazy in our home and, and we were both kind of at wit's end. And so se- several years ago and I didn't know what to do. And so I just fasted. It was middle of a week, you know, not a day we would normally fast. I didn't tell Angie, but I was fasting and praying that we could come up with some solution and Towards kind of the end of that fast, we kind of, I think we had a couple prayer and Angie said, we need to take this child off of gluten. And she has a problem with gluten. Um, She can't have gluten. And we'd done that for one of our daughters. And um, so I felt like that was the answer to the fast. It came through her um, and we did that. And, you know, the, the problem significantly improved. It was a a testimony to me that, you know, the Lord will work through both of us um, as parents if we can be united and that, you know, he has the answers, but we have to to really seek them. I love you guys' examples and your stories and just the way, um, just the spirit that's been here while you've talked about them. I think that it has testified of the truth of what you're speaking of. Yeah, I just think all of us have kids that we we get stuck on, you know, in order they need something we don't quite know what it is and they're acting a certain way that it's maybe a little red flagging. And you're like, what's going on? And like your st- examples are almost make me excited and hopeful to go knowing that 
God knows them so much, so well, and that I have this wonderful source, and it makes me excited to almost go and use that source more. I love the Lord works like line upon line like that. Sometimes we go one direction that leads us to something greater later, and like that little moment of, you know, this child will need confidence, you know, and just the start of that and building on that and then recognizing, wow, that really is something important. It makes me think about my own kids and maybe what I've already been guided to and then what in the future I can look for. And I love, Angie, that when we began, you pointed out that one of the things that you sought the Lord's direction on took years and years and years and years. I And it just reminds me, going back to what Morgan said, that that title he gives himself, I am. I am here. I am present. And stick with me and we will we will do this together. We hope you felt the spirit of this episode. It has been one of the sweeter ones I think we have done over the course of a year and a half, I would say. Um, just the spirit that's been here. And so we're super grateful for the Dennis's being here. And if you have felt um, inspiration or prompting to apply something in your home, we ask that you just turn this recording off right now and go with that. Go with what the Lord is teaching you right now. Um, if not, and you're like, ah, like I could use something to try this week. Well, then we'll give you something to try. Maybe a couple things that we have learned from the Dennis's are he is interested in what we're interested in. And I love, love, love that. He, how can he be present with you if he doesn't find some something you're doing interesting, right? And I think that is such a good example of um, something I can do with every relationship I'm involved in, especially the one with God. Can I be interested in what God is interested in? One more application we're taking away to be more present is to write down the reasons why we love those in our homes. Individually look at them. Why do we love them? And what have we learned from them? Um, What an interesting opportunity that will be for us to really sit in a present moment and appreciate um, the person that they are and the connection we have with them. We are all here trying to be like him and that we can have that type of present with our children and our relationships just as he does. We're just so grateful that we were able to have the Dennis's here and, and discuss such a wonderful thing and learn from their examples. And we're all just in this together. It's just awesome. So we will talk to you guys next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, so the Dennis's just left. And when right before they left, we had just this really neat conversation. And we are kicking ourselves that we didn't capture it. And we really felt like we needed to share it. And so we're just going to do a little recap of one thing that we learned from Angie when she was leaving that we wanted to share. One thing she said is that she is just still so in the thick of it. And that she gets, she got an answer and she knows she got an answer, but she has to go back to that answer often because she still has to get up in the morning. It's not like behavior changes go away. It's not like life's hardships go away. You just got an answer with what to and how to navigate them. But it's still hard. You still have to get up in the morning and do it. And she also said, you know, and it, it makes me go back to that one answer that the Lord gave her of um, love them. And it, she said, it's so simple. And sometimes it feels so good for a week. And then you're like, Oh, 
but just work. it's just a constant reminder of that answer and, and, and that we're all like Angie. We're all still in the thick of it. You know, it is so true for all of us. We, we get the answer and then we have to keep going back to it because the work of the answer is still happening in our lives every day. And that is, it's hard, hard work. Yeah. And we just admire her so much for the work that she is doing and the efforts that she's putting in. And she's so articulate and so good at, at talking about the things that are important. And I just, I admire that so much in her. So anyway, we just wanted to insert that and because we thought it would be great to, for everyone to hear as well. So yeah, we could not let you miss that part. Yep. The part, the real part, the part where we all have to listen to this, where we all listen to this podcast and we have some answer or some inspiring thing we're going to do. And we get up in the morning and we have to do the work. Yeah. Like our, our life is waiting for us in the morning with spilt cereal and, yeah. you know, yelling kids and broken bones and all the things. Well, that's part of being present. Is yeah. It takes work to be present. And if yeah. you think about how God, the work he does to be present in our lives as well, we're all just yeah. in it to win it. Just yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's like, I'm just in the thick of it. And yeah. sometimes I think when we talk about things like this, it almost makes us feel like a little bit of an imposter. Cause we're like, I don't totally have everything figured out. Yeah. I mean, Emily and I sit here and we do a podcast all about come follow me and we're not perfect. No, at we come prob- follow me I in our homes. struggle the most with come follow me. <laughs> right. I mean, it just, it's just all about trying and it's yeah. all about getting up and doing again and again and yeah. again. And sometimes we just need to hear ourselves yep. say, say what we will learn. And so it helps us apply it and keep it. But we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. We know we just loved so much having the Genesis on and we will see you next week. Okay. Well, bye. Bye. We hope you feel welcome and a part of our family here at Simple Joyful Home. As we grow, we think of the places you live and the challenges you face. We think of your constant efforts and your kind hearts. We are blessed to have you with us, and we hope every time you join us, you leave feeling a little stronger, a little more hopeful, and a little more prepared to connect with those you love. And remember, if you liked what you hear, please share it with those you think will benefit. Our focus is our families and our home, so we choose to spend time, well, limited time, in social media to ensure we have a well-balanced life. We need your help to reach others who would enjoy learning what we talk about here on Simple Joyful Home. We are grateful for you and thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I don't know. I'm so nervous. I know the dentists, they bring it out in you, the nerves. Don't worry. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry, future Alicia. Okay, sorry. Sometimes I have to say that because she listens (laughs) in the future. (laughs) So this week's Come Follow Me is... What is it? <laughs> I have like section 38, but I know there's more than 37340. <laughs> Welcome. She could sing at the end if you'd like to kind of. Oh, no. what? what? <laughs> Did you guys just hear that? Morgan is like throwing Angie out there for a big singing That's debut, awesome. which. We'll play the piano. Would make you <gasps> feel right. awesome. Oh, yeah. We could move team. this show upstairs. That'd be fine. <laughs> Okay. I love it.